Hello, and welcome to Creepy Core and Folklore, the show about creatures, encounters, old tales, and myths. I'm your host, Iona Wayland, a dark fantasy author, mental health professional, and overall curious person. I want to join other spooky souls and hear about these unusual stories. It's the season of love, and who loves you more than Kachu the cat? The fluffy, smush-faced cat that is purring directly into this microphone right now. I cannot get him to chill. He loves you so much. He's just a happy, squishy, fluffy boy. A happy, happy, smooshy, floofy boy. So he gets him in a squish-faced way. They're going to say happy Valentine's Day. And welcome to episode 30 of Creepy Core and Folklore. If you haven't heard it already, my very special every 10 episodes, I'm trying to do a special deep dive into some sort of topic. And I did it a little bit early on the 29th, on the 29th episode instead of the 30th. So... The very first episode, Spider Gods, is kind of a deep dive. The 10th episode is Revamp the Vamp All About Vampires. The 20th episode is Angel Accuracy, all about biblically accurate angels. And then the most recent one uh, was just the, the 29th one, and it was all about werewolves, which was pretty interesting. I learned a lot of stuff about werewolves, even though I love them. I didn't know tons of information about their background and the lore behind them. But today, I want to ask you a very special question. Will you be my Valentine? I really hope so, because us spooky souls need to stick together. Whenever I was single, um, I was single for a lot of the time. I would call it uh, Singles Awareness Day. Um, But I guess today is technically the day before. So happy Galentine's Day. That's another one. That's another fun thing to celebrate. I used to have a really hard time with it. I was so bitter. And it, whether I was with a partner at the time or not, like I used to really hate Valentine's Day. I was like, oh, it's like made up, which as if like no other holiday is made up, like as if it's not like a tradition that was started like a long time ago, which turns out that birthdays were not celebrated that for very long, at least in the US. <laughs> but when it comes to Valentine's Day, this is ancient and it's creepy as hell. It's really, really weird how it started. I, I'm like upset by on multiple levels. But now, uh, you know, I guess my icy heart has melted because I really love Valentine's Day. I've made it. It started changing when um, I started fostering animals where I would like make Valentine's Day about the animals. So like um, I have a foster failure, which at first the first time I heard that, I thought it was something horrible. They really need to rename that term. Um, but foster failure just means that like I was fostering a dog and I couldn't like give him up like I ended up adopting him um and his name's Monty um he's gonna be 10 this year in in November I can't believe it he still acts like a puppy he's like a pug beagle Jack Russell we think so we need to do the DNA test but anyway I remember my icy heart started to melt about I want to say yeah about 10 years ago (laughs) um with him uh by my side and I got him a peanut butter 
dog friendly like homemade cupcake and I was like wow this is for you and me buddy like it's you and me against the world and so I made um, it about dog treats and making like a special type of tea for myself and so that's what I'm going to do this year um, I have like some treats for uh, except for this time <laughs> um, I'm going to make cupcakes for the dogs give horses extra heart-shaped treats the chickens and the bunnies get also these heart-shaped treats that are kind of like for the chickens it's in like it's like in seed like the type of like crushed stuff that they like to eat and then um, but it's just like heart shaped so I don't know if they're gonna feel extra special or not but I feel like they're extra special and then I'm gonna give the bunnies um some like heart shaped um they're like these dried I don't know they're like dried and compacted like vegetables it's very interesting um those I didn't make. Those I bought. Um, but I think that'll be fun. Um, and then all the animals will have like such a wonderful time. The cats, I don't like, I give them like special, I call it stinky food. Um, but they also have those squishy heart shaped um, cat treats that are like, not the best for them but I make an exception for Valentine's Day and then for myself for the special tea I recently learned how to make bubble tea and I know you already know this but I'm gonna flip out I freaking love boba tea I don't know why I it's like that mixture of like tea and milk and texture of the boba because I like the tapioca boba not the bursting ones Oh, it's so good. Oh, I love it so much. And I was like, you know, what'll help me save money is like, and time because now that, you know, not to get into the thick of things with like unrelated material here, but working full time, I've, I've been working full time. But as you know, like with the really, really difficult pregnancy, and then the birth and then that car accident, all of those compounded together means that like, I've been like my main job, my actual job was making sure my body was healthy. And that my babo felt loved and was taken care of and being able to work full time, even though I did make it work. It was like, re it technically wasn't full time. And so like me trying to figure out scheduling and like, ease into work and stuff has been really hard and figuring out scheduling uh I figured something out but it's kind of like everything is running exactly on time and everything is running like exactly right and there's not a lot of buffer for like uh I don't know my own time like, I don't have a lot of buffer for my own space but all of that to say is I just really can't run out and get the special boba anymore and I was like it's fine it'll save money and I'm like trying to talk myself out of like being sad and so I learned how to make boba and it is not helping me save money because now I make boba every day <laughs> but I think um a lot of the time it's because I make it and I'm like this isn't quite right and so I haven't quite figured it out there was like one or two boba teas that I made that I was like this is perfect but I don't know how I did it so I'm gonna have to keep practicing um but I'm definitely making sure to use the Valentine's Day love to make the perfect boba today for me and my hubbo and my babo well babo can't drink bubble tea but she can have whole milk that's what she can have Valentine's is also extra special to me too because um when my baby was born in late January that means it was the first 
like holiday I got to spend with her and I was like you're my valentine I took like a million pictures I put her like she was still in preemie clothes and somehow I don't know how this happened but my mom was able to find like this like outfit like that said my first valentine's day or something which usually I don't like words on outfits um I'm fine if like they're hand-me-downs with words on them but like going out and buying things like I'm not sad beige baby level um (laughs) basically I want her to look like a crayon at all times I guess I'm just kidding um but it's like my first valentine's day and she got like a puffy red tutu it was gaudy as hell but I really liked taking pictures of her like that and it it was neat too because I hadn't done I hadn't really told anyone I was pregnant I mean I had but not a big official announcement because it was so rough and I was so scared the whole time that it I wouldn't be able to carry to term and I didn't carry to term um you know because she's a preemie so my fears were valid but she's fine now um somehow she's in 2t clothing which I don't know how that's possible ew oh kachoo oh Thank you for those kisses. They're so sloppy. Thank you. Um, But I don't know how that happened, but she's doing great. And she's on time for everything, like, developmentally, which is uh, exciting. But also, if she hadn't been, that would have been okay, too. Um, But it's just really neat because my my announcement, like, oh, she's born. Like, by the way, she's born now, (laughs) um, was... Uh, now, like I sent out this like announcement and had like Valentine's Day stuff over it. Oh my God. Now that I'm talking about this, is Valentine's Day my favorite holiday now? What a twist. Wow. Interesting. I'm going to have to like evaluate that because <laughs> I wouldn't have guessed like if someone would ask me what my favorite holiday is, I'd say, mm, I don't think I have one. I don't know. Like maybe the summer solstice, like maybe May Day. I'm not sure, but maybe St. Patrick's Day. That's always fun because of how my family celebrated it. I'm going to make an episode about that, about how my family celebrated it. But wow, that's so interesting. But anyway, so maybe this is my favorite holiday. But um, and another thing too is which I was never prepared for. But in Ashes, uh, my debut dark fantasy novel, I'll get people, especially during Valentine's Day or the month of February in general, saying that the male, uh, one of the male characters, uh, his name is Wyatt, they'll send it, they're like, he's my book boyfriend. And people of all sexualities have said he is my book boyfriend. And I know they're like joking and stuff, but it's still nice to hear that like people are swooning over one of your characters. Like, oh, okay. Everybody's into Wyatt. So if you'd, if you aren't feeling lovey-dovey and you want to be in like a darker, like moodier, like symbolic mood, um, but you also want a dash of a book boyfriend, then you can read Ashes if you're interested in dark fantasy. So to the meat of this episode, I decided to look up what the origins of Valentine's Day is, and I was quite surprised. It's super strange. So I thought it was based off of St. Valentine's, and the short answer is yes, it is. The long answer is like, "Mm, we don't know. So there were actually 12 to 14 St. Valentine's, and there was even a St. Valentina, which is such a gorgeous name. I really wanted to name my daughter. Valentina um but I picked uh like 
<laughs> I picked a name that means uh, the sun and sunshine instead. Um, but it was just like really fun because I was up there as one of the higher names. But as to the specific St. Valentine that's celebrated on Valentine's Day on February 14th is actually the date this particular saint was martyred. February 14th, 269, or at least one of several St. Valentine's that people argue and debate that St. Valentine's Day is based off of. So they say that his remains are still in the catacombs of San Valentino, which San means saint, by the way, but San Valentino, and then moved to Santa Maria, which Santa also means saint. (laughs) So St. Maria. He is actually the patron saint of beekeeping and people suffering from the plague. So it's really interesting because when I think about bees paired up with plague, it kind of reminds me of like, I don't know, like it's kind of dark. Uh, It's kind of like, um, I know I said plague, but like it's kind of like plaguey sounding like, oh, they're these buzzing, stinging insects that are lovely. They help pollinate. So no shame to bees, no harm to bees. And I'm actually wondering what it'd be like to have bees in the future. But like, whoa uh like what a what a range it's like oh I love bees and beekeepers and also I like to spend time and help people heal while they have the plague like what a range of possibilities there so though there may have been several other valentines valentinas and valentinus or valentian valentius uh there's different names like that are similar in the root um, the reason he was martyred is because Emperor Claudius II um, did not want young lovers to get married. He was gross. And this is still something that like holds up today. Like this is still a thought pattern that comes up today. But he did not want. He, he felt like bachelors who were unmarried and didn't have families were better off like drafted into the war um that's dark right um and so he didn't want people to get married because he wanted more bachelor men who were unmarried unwed to be able to go off to war because there would be like less people that would be sad which isn't true in any way but that was emperor claudus ii's reasoning because he's a weirdo Um, But St. Valentino performed, or St. Valentine performed secret marriages anyway. And it's neat because my secret, my wedding was sort of a secret and very, very small. So this is super scandalous and I love it. Um, But his secret wedding ceremonies were discovered and he was put to the death. On the flip side, St. Valentine of Terni was actually a bishop. And some think that he's the true background to St. Valentine's Day, but he was also beheaded by Claudius II. I don't know, like this whole Claudius II, Emperor Claudius II being anti-Valentine is very odd to me. Some legends say that St. Valentine of Terni uh, was that he was helping Christians escape ancient Roman religious persecutions. Another legend about the second St. Valentine is that while he was in jail, he was uh, sent letters um, by the jailer's daughter and he corresponded with the jailer's daughter who visited him often while he was imprisoned. And he would sign those letters from your Valentine. 
which is still something that's used today, if this is true. Unrelated to Valentine at all, in medieval Europe, there was a poet, Geoffrey Chaucet, or I think it might be Geoffrey Chaucet, I don't know, Um, but he allegedly tried to get his work out there, and he really started marketing one of his poems on St. Valentine's Day. And, And this is why maybe the original poems are sold today. Like, you can commission people's original poems to send to loved ones or write your own to send to loved ones. Um, And he, it was kind of like through him that it was deemed a romantic day. Though Valentine's, like the actual cards or letters have been popular for a long time, the earliest recorded one was a poem written by Charles, Duke of Orleans, to his imprisoned wife. Um, She was being kept in the Tower of London after her capture in the Battle of Agincourt or Agincourt. Like, what kind of fairy tale horror is this shit? But again, I love how salacious this is. And also, I realized that my complaints about the holiday really pale in comparison to the Duchess. Like, like this Duchess was, like, imprisoned and, like, kept in a tower and hopefully got the letters that her beloved sent to her while she was imprisoned. But, like, <laughs> like here I am. I'm like, Valentine's Day is stupid because it's mushy and gushy. And like, that was like my only complaint. (laughs) It's like, it's commercialized. I'm like, okay, but this woman was literally imprisoned in a tower with no outside access. Like, that's awful. A couple years later, it was believed that Henry V actually hired a writer, John Lydgate or Lydgate, to compose a Valentine note to Catherine of Valois or Valois. Um, which I find interesting because it's kind of like, like I was talking about before commissioning a poem or a song. Um, and I also wonder if he tried to pass it off as his own. Like now I'm trying to write like some medieval drama where it's like he, um, was writing these love letters or songs or poems to her. And he was saying it was his, but it was actually, he actually had a ghost writer, um, Oh, isn't there like a movie or a book about that where like the guy was writing letters and he like knew of this woman in person, but the person she was falling in love with through the letters was actually some other guy. And I feel like it was played by Peter Dinklage. I'm going to have to look that up real quick. Yeah, it was Serrano. Okay, I've heard it's good. I haven't seen it myself, but I've heard Serrano is really good. Um, But that's really cool that like, That is like a drama that could have happened back then. Though as fun as all these legends are, I wondered if it had any pagan roots. And lo and behold, it definitely does. There's a mid-February celebration called Lupercalia. It happens on the Ides of February or February 15th. Um, It's a fertility festival dedicated to the Roman god of agriculture, Faunus. Um, you pay homage to Romulus and Remus, and remember, they were the young boys who were raised by a wolf, a she-wolf, in um, the werewolf episode I just did. However, um, and I remember learning about it in sixth grade and thought it was so profound with the imagery, because I remember seeing this imagery of Romulus and Remus, like, suckling wolf's milk from her. It was, like, crazy. So, um, but yeah, so... It's related to Lupercalia, and 
to begin the Lupercalia Festival, the Lupercai priests would gather um, at a sacred cave where Remus and Romulus were said to have been cared for by the she-wolf. And they sacrifice a goat to um, uh, cause fertility. And then they would also sacrifice a dog um, to cause purification. Um, and then they would strip the goat hide into little strips and dip them in the sacrificial blood. And then so all of this is a little tough for me to read. <laughs> And then they would gently slap crops and women with the strips. Um, it was believed to make more, f- the like whatever they, they gently slapped with it, uh, more fertile for the next year. It's also said, so listen, listen to this. This is, this is, again, my mind is like reeling trying to make like a, a book scenario off of this and this is like kind of profound but it's also said that bachelorettes would put their names into an urn and bachelors would pull the names from the urn and be paired with them for the year so i thought that was pretty interesting what a way to be really paired off my anxiety would be very very high (laughs) during those times I'd be like, fingers crossed this year is with an okay person. At first, Lupercalia survived the Christianization until Pope Gelasius declared February 14th, St. Valentine's Day, in the 5th century and outlawed the, quote, unchristian, end quote, Lupercalia. Though even still now, it's still associated with love. But then this made me wonder, like, well, where the hell is Cupid then? Um, I always see him depicted as a chunk of baby, um, but from the biblically accurate angels episode, we now know that cherubim do not look like chunky naked babies. Also, Cupid is from a different background than biblical backgrounds. So the Roman god of Cupid actually has its roots in the Greek god of Eros. Eros is the Greek god of love, possibly, so listen to all the ways that his lineage is. So Eros is possibly the son of Nyx and Erebus, possibly the son of Aphrodite and Ares. That one makes sense to me, but possibly the son of Iris and Zephyrus and possibly the son of Aphrodite and Zeus, which means that Zeus would be both his father and his grandfather. Super gross. Poor Eros, if that is the case. But he's said to like turn himself into a handsome or it's said that he's an extremely attractive immortal and he toyed with human emotions. Surprise, surprise. The gold arrows he would shoot would cause people to fall in love and the lead arrows would cause aversion. During the Hellenistic period, which we talked about in the Angel Accuracy special episode, um, he's portrayed as a conniving chunky babe in the front of Valentine's Day cards for whatever reason. During the Hellenistic period, there was lots of um, unique perspectives on what certain immortal, demigod, magical type of things were and like an interpretation of the myths that were very interesting. So I think this year I'm going to switch it up and send some friends Valentine's Day cards, especially since I kind of did that last year by announcing my babo's early birth. Um, And of course, the animals will get those extra treats. 
but I thought it was interesting that there's a quote mother of Valentine, Esther A. Howland. She made these elaborate quote scrap art and cards from lace, ribbons, and colorful pictures, which I still like. I just went to um, an antique shop with my husband and Bebo yesterday, and I saw a bunch of Valentine's Day cards for sale there, and they were made in that scrap way, like with the scrap pieces, and they were really, really pretty. The first mass-produced cards were began selling in the 1840s, and about 145 million Valentine's Day cards get sent, which makes it the second largest card-sending holiday of the year. So how are you going to celebrate this year? Uh, I wonder if you're going to celebrate it at all. If you do typically celebrate what do you do um and I really hope that like you have a lovely lovey-dovey mushy-gushy valentine's day and whatever that means for you if that means smushy mushy in your weighted blanket then that's fine if that means going on a walk in nature and connecting with your love of nature that's fine if that means giving your wonderful animals special treats that's fine too I know Kachu loves it don't you buddy Oh, I love you so much. But I hope you have an incredible day, whatever that looks like to you. And I will talk to you next week. Thanks to all you spooky souls out there for listening to Creepy Core and Folklore. Follow on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok if you're looking for more uncanny content. If you have your own tales to tell, you can email creepycoreandfolklore at gmail.com. If you liked this, please leave a review wherever you get your podcasts or tell a friend who might enjoy these stories to spread the word. If you're interested in dark fantasy, check out my Hollowverse series. Ashes is available now in paperback and ebook on Amazon and audiobook on Audible. And the sequel is underway. I'm Iona Wayland. And I'll see you next time.